Thanks for joining us on Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Today's guest is Zach Marshall, a former Army officer and current operations manager with Mangan Software. Zach will discuss his time in the military, his transition, as well as advice for veterans as they're transitioning into a civilian career. Now that Zach's on the other end of the hiring process, he's able to offer valuable insight on what he looks for as a hiring manager. If you have any questions about this show or have ideas for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcasts at oriontalent.com. Hi, Zach. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Well, good. Well, not only are you a veteran, but you've had lots of success in the civilian world, too. So it's always cool to bring both sides of our business together and hear how your time in the military shaped your career and your perspective on hiring veterans into the workplace. So I wanted to start at the beginning and have you tell me just a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, so uh, after you know graduating high school, I went to West Point. I graduated uh, with electrical engineering degree, uh, branched infantry. I actually branched uh, signal with a branch detail of infantry. So I was infantry for four years. Uh, I was a uh, you know, first a platoon leader in Iraq. That's where I got my platoon. So that was definitely interesting. And it was at the tail end of the deployment too. So, uh, which makes it even more interesting is hey, who's this new guy and we're about to leave. So, um, but whenever I came back, uh, got to, um, you know, experience transition back to garrison, uh, and then start rebuilding for the next deployment. And then I got switched over to, uh, you know, company executive officer, uh, with a different company. Uh, from there, uh, you know, transitioned into uh, leading into another deployment to Iraq where as soon as we got there, I, I became the uh, headquarters uh, company executive officer. And we were actually the last um, the last unit out of Iraq. So we were first cab, we are in Basra. So um, everybody was transitioning out, driving out, and we we're the last one since we we're the southern southernmost post in in Iraq. So we we really you know drove out, closed the gates, and 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 said goodbye, and turned in all the equipment. So that was definitely interesting. Not as cool as you know the first ones in, but it is uh, it, it was definitely pretty interesting. Uh, and then once I got back, uh, transitioned to my you know the the actual branch I was is in, which is Signal. So I went to uh, basically a signal basic course and then an S6 course. And then I stayed my same, uh, my, uh, my battalion wanted me to stay in the battalion. So I became the, the, the battalion S6, uh, where we, you know, trained up for a deployment to Afghanistan and then, you know, plans changed and we actually, they ended up, uh, going to Korea, but I, I got out before, uh, they had went to Korea. So since, since I got out in 2013, I've been working for Mangan Software Solutions, um, and I, you know, went through the Orion uh, Distinguished or what is it, Distinguished Candidate Conference in Houston. Yeah, yeah, the DCC. Yeah, where I, I interviewed with about six different companies, uh, and I, I, um, I got on-site interviews with all six companies that I interviewed with. Um, I did not actually end up going through all of them because I had gotten an offer from several beforehand, and, and Mangan was already my kind of lead choice already. So as soon as I got that offer, I, I accepted and uh, and uh, packed my bags with my wife, and we moved to Houston. 
So Very that, cool. So you got this. Well, I was going to say you have this really long, impressive military career. So what was it about Mangan that had initially appealed to you? Well, uh, one, the you know, Steve Whiteside was recruiting me uh, from Mangan. He was uh, ex West Point, um, ex military, you know, Army officer. Uh, another, you know, one of his his guys on his team that I would be joining was an ex Naval Academy grad. I, you know, I don't hold it against him, but um, <laughs> he, uh, you know, I, I I felt like I fit in a lot more with the team that I was joining. Uh, and since there was other, you know, military, uh, since it was a Ryan conference, they were looking for multiple hires. So I knew, you know, I was kind of going into a team and, and a, a group that, that was like-minded and, and kind of had the same goals and same experiences. Uh, the other companies, you know, while, you know, a few of them were ex-military and experienced, uh, it, it location and uh, just the fit of the job did not seem like uh, it was what I was looking to do and, and utilize my experiences, uh, both in you know my education and having an electrical engineering degree, and my experience in the military of of being a leader as well as uh, you know my my technical side of being a signal officer. That's interesting, and you mentioned the like-mindedness, which is something that you know, we always try to talk to our client companies about in terms of if you are interviewing a veteran, it always helps to bring a veteran along. I mean, it doesn't even have to be someone that you've hired recently or through Orion, but just bringing someone that can connect with them and just understand a little bit more, um, a little bit more about their backgrounds than maybe the civilian hiring manager would, because I'm sure, as you know, veterans tend to use some, you know, jargon that is just kind of specific to the military, just like any company does. And so we encourage them, hey, if you have somebody that you can bring with you, you're really going to benefit and you're going to learn more about these candidates than you would if you don't bring that person with you. No, absolutely. And that was one of the things that Steve did during during our interviews was he was actually, you know, we had another guy that was a, you know, civilian in the interview as well. And he would actually explain the importance of some of the roles and jobs that I had. Uh, you know, oh, you were, he was an HHCXO. That means they typically, you know, pick the best, you know, XO to be that job. So it's very, you know, it's a very uh, tough position. So it definitely put me at ease in that I had somebody that understood my resume, my experience, to where I, I didn't have to, you know, civilianize every, you know, you know, every job title and every role that mm-hmm. I had had previously. And, and that's actually a lesson learned from whenever I. I've been on the other side too, and I've been to a Orion uh, conferences in the hiring role. And um, I think my first one, I wouldn't initially tell them that I was ex-military until like later on. So I almost got the the over description of certain roles and jobs that in my next time that I did the the conferences, I, I you know started off with let me tell you about who I am, what I've done, you know, and then then we can go into to your experience, because I want you to be at ease. I want you to understand that I know where you're coming from. I've been there. I've actually been in your seat, and um, you know, it. I, I have experience with with that process. Exactly, and you, you know, just to backtrack a little bit and talk about your decision to transition, you can definitely empathize 
with those people because, you know, you've been in their shoes before. You know exactly what it's like to go in for a first interview, not really sure what you want to do in your first civilian career after military. So when you were transitioning, what, what were some of the key factors that led you to make that decision versus staying in the military? Well, I think, uh, you know, whenever I got back uh, from my second deployment in Iraq, uh, I could already feel that the Army was kind of changing, uh, you know, moving, transitioning back to, you know, pre-9-11, where it was a lot more garrison bringing in, um, you know, a lot more, not not say standards, but, but just focusing on what I, I felt at the time non-essential standards. Uh, so it was almost like the calling of the herd, you know, we need to start getting people out. And uh, it, I love the Army. I had a great experience in the Army, I, and mainly the people. You know, you, the people that you, you work with every day, it, it's tough to find that kind of uh, camaraderie. But I, I just felt like uh, the longer that I stayed in, the harder and harder it was going to be to actually eventually get out. And then I never really had a I had a – a plan to retire from the army. So I knew I was going to get out, but I just had the, uh, the realization that, you know, the longer I stay in, the more I'm going to feel, uh, and it might not be true, but the more I was going to feel like I was falling behind in my, my next career. And I'm, you know, every, every year that I stay in, I'm losing experience in civilian world where, um, you know, I can be, you know, moving forward learning because, you know, what you learn in the military is, is is awesome because the the leadership experiences the knowledge you you have coming out you you really can't get anywhere else but the knowledge that you get once you get into a civilian job uh it, it's the same way and that's why we love you know our company loves to hire military is the ability to learn because the majority of the of the military uh or ex-military ex you know army officers or, or military officers that we hire are like sponges because you can just give them a book, kind of you know throw them out there, and they have the experience in in learning either that position or that knowledge very quickly. Because that's what you do in the military. You you are essentially always put in a position where you know as soon as you're you you've learned and you're qualified and you understand the, the job that you're at, they move you to a new job, and you got to do the whole thing over and you got to learn that job. So <clears throat> having that experience and being thrown into you know, the, uh, a civilian job, it, it just, it, it was just, I thought it was pretty easy. And, and as long as I just dedicated my time to learning everything that I could soak up everything I can and, and try to, um, you know, try to, to, to just, you know, I, I don't know how to say this. I, I would try to, to do more than what was expected of me. And I, I think that was definitely advantageous. And it, it definitely comes from the military, too. Well, I was going to ask you what you wish you had known when you were transitioning, but it sounds like that's you just summed it up right there, and that would maybe even be your advice to anyone who's in that spot right now is just to make sure that they're a sponge soaking things up and really just go above and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I've, I kind of always have this motto that, you know, people are going to do the job they want, not necessarily the job they have. So if you want, you know, less responsibilities, uh, you're going to do less and you're going to potentially never have, you know, bigger responsibilities. If you want 
to grow. You want to, you know, experience new things, you know, uh, progress in your career. Then you got you have to step up and actually start doing that those jobs, and whether it's in your job description or not, because just like the military, you know, we expect people to never say, you know, that's not in my job description. If if you want a bigger role, then you start doing that role, and then it eventually just makes sense for you to to get that that position. So always, you know, always striving to to do more if that's what you want. If you don't want to do more, then don't, and then you probably won't won't progress that much. But um, you know, don't if if you're not a leader, and you have the mentality of you know once I'm put in a leadership position, then I'll step up and be a leader. That's not what managers want. That's not what they want to see. They want they're they're going to promote the leaders who have already started to show that have already started to step up uh, and, and lead their peers when when necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Well, speaking of career progression, I wanted to talk a little bit about your career with Mangan and just you know talk about what kind of career progression you've seen since joining the company. Yeah, uh, so I, I was hired on as a project engineer. Uh, which is kind of like a system project manager, um, doing a lot of the scheduling, the you know working with the budgets, doing a lot of the you know the actual nitty gritty of the project when it comes to uh, wh- what we do is we implement software for you know the safety systems for managing safety systems at oil and gas refineries and upstream uh, facilities. So it, it was really working with the clients. You're, you're kind of that direct contact with the clients during a project um, and making sure that everything, you know, you're making your project manager look good ultimately. Um, so after about nine months of being a project engineer, I was promoted to engineering manager where I was in charge of all the project managers and project engineers and consultants. So that was a big step, and, and that was, I think, definitely – uh, you know, moving from a project engineer and just going even over a project manager to a, to an engineering manager was because you know I took those opportunities to to step up as a leader whenever um, you know whenever as much as I could because I wanted to show uh, that I had the capabilities and, and the experience to to do that and to be a leader and not wait for them to you know promote me to that position to to then show right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> after about, uh, I believe, a year and a half to two years, I then became the operations manager. Uh, so managing the day-to-day operations of, of the company. So working really closely with the, the, the business development, sales, and marketing team around utilizing uh, the operations group and the engineers to, to help get sales. So learning a lot about sales and marketing and how important marketing is to you know to building a brand building a company is is so important uh and then you know the product development side which really can transition into anything any kind of manufacturing and working with the actual software engineers and and how things get built you know the QA process uh the testing process all the way into the product delivery implementation uh training to you know Further customer support, and then gaining more, um, you know, projects with those customers and retention within within clients is 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 just as important. So, you know, being kind of as the operations manager, I've learned so much about all the different aspects of building a business, running a business, and and kind of you know working towards 
building kind of that entrepreneur spirit uh, on on how to grow a company because you know you and it kind of goes back to the other question of what you what you would want to know coming you know transitioning from the military is whether you have you are a better fit for a big company and kind of an instit- institutionalized company or a smaller company uh, because there's pros and cons in, in each you know you can um, I, I I felt like I was a bit better fit with with the smaller companies because mm-hmm. I felt like um, you know I wanted to to kind of be essential in in making a difference and being able to you know if I say hey can we try this or can we move to this that the possibility of it going and moving quickly is is a lot you know it's a lot it's a lot better chances of of something that an idea that you have being implemented than if you're in a bigger company and you have a lot more decision makers. So just for me, it, it, it made more sense, I think, to, to go to a smaller company. And we're really happy with, with that decision that I made. Yeah, that makes total sense. And you seem very passionate about what you do. So I'm just wondering if there's anything that's, you know, happened in your career along the way that has been the most rewarding for you. Uh, I I think just being able to to build a team is is kind of the most rewarding. In the military, you're kind of given a team, and you're kind of going to work with what you got. But when you can actually do the recruiting, you can do the hiring, uh, and then you you help in the training and and building up of what you want them to do. Uh, It's very rewarding when you see uh, you know where somebody comes in, where they are, where they're at whenever they come in, and then how much they can grow. Uh, you know the majority of guys that I have on my team, I've 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 been leading them for about three three to three and a half years now. So, um, you know, to see where the the company can progress and where we go and what we do and the wins, I think we feel it a lot more because there's a lot more uh, different hats that everybody wears. So everyone's a lot more involved in everything we do. So every win. Is is a huge accomplish, uh, accomplishment for the entire team because it is a, you know it's a group effort and uh, it's definitely rewarding. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I'm, I know that you've mentioned a couple things um, several times about like leadership and things that you learned in the military. So, how do you think that your time in service helped prepare you for a civilian career beyond that? Um. Beyond leadership, I, I would say uh, the ability to learn quickly, uh, the ability to like kind of pat, push past, I guess, limits. Uh, you know, you you learn not to limit yourself in the military, especially with going to like ranger school and and um, you know being an infantry officer. That you know you're you're constantly pushed past your limits. So if if you if you kind of experience that, then everything else kind of seems like it's not as big of a deal. You know, it's not life or death, mm-hmm. even though we want to pretend like it is sometimes. Um, it it kind of it allows you to step back sometimes and, and say, okay, um, is this problem as big as, as a problem as, as we want to make it out to be? Or can we, uh, you know, utilize some kind of decision-making process, problem-solving that, that, you know, we've experienced before to, to help push through this problem? So I guess that's a, that it kind of answers another one is problem solving and, and you're constantly solving problems 
um, and kind of trying to think strategically. So being able to utilize that experience in in uh, the civilian world has definitely helped as well. Are those some of the attributes now that you're a hiring manager, when you're looking at hiring veterans at Mangan, are those some of the attributes that you know that you've learned from the military, so that's kind of what you look for in those candidates, whether it's leadership, attention to detail, calm demeanor, um, do you have like a checklist in mind or do you just, how do you go about knowing what you're looking for? Yeah. It, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to, to describe it because sometimes it just comes down to connection. It's like, do you, would you want to run into this person on the weekend, right? And, and would you, mm-hmm. would you, um, you know, do you think you're going to be seeing this person every day? You're going to be working with them. Do they kind of have the personality fit that fits in with the culture of your company? Because nobody knows the culture of your company better than you. So any candidate can say, oh, I think I'm definitely a culture fit. But, um, you know, you can tell by just talking to somebody whether they're going to fit in with the rest of the people in your company. Um, but, you, you, you know, you don't always want to stay with just the same type of people, too. You do, you do want diversity. You do want to bring in people with different experiences. You know, we don't want to just hire ex, you know, infantry officers and that's it because you're going to get that limited kind of point of view and you want to not just hire military too, of course. So, um uh, it, it's bringing in somebody that that is a good fit personality-wise, but also has different experiences um having uh if you can tell, you can sometimes tell from from the way that they they talk about their you know experiences, how much that they've kind of gone be above and beyond the, what their job title was. It's always good to hear examples and stories of where, you know, they've they've had to go past what you know what was expected of them to get something done, right? And um, and the the resume is great. It's more of an outline, but you when you're describing yourself have to highlight the key details like what what is the most important parts of your experience that you're proud of and you got to be passionate about it if if you're not really showing that passion around what you've done or, or where you're going or what you want to do then then it's just kind of lost on on the interviewer uh, and and they want to know that you are you are really excited but not overly excited because I have had you know, some people that are, are have done like their. You know, it's good to do research, but not be like, oh, so in the third grade, you uh, you did that, right? And I'm like, uh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's something that you can research, but not necessarily say during the interview. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It, there, there's a limit. You don't want somebody doing skip traces on your entire background, but uh, you do want them to kind of know a little bit about the company. Um, something is. You know, something I've experienced too is, um, you know, it you should you don't need to try to to show that you know everything about what that company does too. If you go into the receiving mode of I want to learn everything about what you guys do and what you know what what customers do you work with? You know, what are they like? What are, what what opportunities can we grow into? What you know, what are the horizontal vertical markets that you're not into that you want to go to? If you if you get into getting the the interviewer to start talking passionately about the company, then that's you're going to get that bond a lot more than 
Oh, yeah, I know what you guys do. I have that experience. Uh, no problem. I, I, I got that. You, you got to kind of find that balance in between, you know, I, I've, look, I've, I've looked up what your company does, and this is like what I think is the most um, interesting part of it, and this is what, you know, I want to know about it. So asking questions is definitely a must earn because you want to, you want the, the interviewer wants to know that this person's actually interested in joining the team, interesting in understanding the culture, understanding who are the other people they're going to be working with. Um, but not, and, and like I said, everything's a balance. You don't want to ask a million questions to where you never actually end up getting to ask a question as an interviewer. Yeah, and it's almost like, um, you know, you could almost think of it in terms of studying for a test. So, you know, anyone can read up on, you know, what they're supposed to be learning and they can come up with all of the questions in the world to ask, or in this case, if it's a test, they know all the answers to it. But in an interview, you want to know that someone is actually learning in a way that resonates with them to where they can ask questions related to their own experience instead of just regurgitating everything that they saw online. Yeah, ab absolutely. You want to use that knowledge that you've done the research on into asking informed questions about uh, that specific topic or, or interest. And and it's mm -hmm. got to be genuine, of course, um, because that, that definitely shows, too, if whether – and I think what shows the most is, is passion. If you can show how passionate about uh, the position and the opportunity, that's definitely going to come across. And, and if you don't have that passion about it, then it's probably not a, a, a job or a position that you want to go after. Even if the, the pay is higher, um, you know, the, the job title is better, um, job titles don't matter. It's, it's really actions that matter. So anybody can have any kind of job title, but if you're not going to um, fill the part or, like I said before, do the job you want, not necessarily do the job you have, people don't respect the title. And, and it, that's a little bit of a difference in the military too is, um, you know, your authority. You, you don't necessarily have the, well, I'm an officer, so you have to listen to me. You have to um, really – be the part a lot more than just relying on your on your your position or your title to to fill that part or role. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, when you're looking to hire someone, you think is this someone that I would like to run into on a weekend. So, I think a cool thing, you know, you mentioned that you were hired through the Orion DCC and that you've attended a couple of Orion conferences. One thing that we do specifically at the Distinguished Candidate Conference is that there's a mixer, so the candidates and clients can meet and talk to each other in a more relaxed setting than the interview, so I'm sure that's beneficial to you as a hiring manager to be able to talk to military candidates in a more relaxed setting so that you can pick up on all these things that you've mentioned. Absolutely. I, I love the mixer. Whenever I did, uh, whenever I was in, you know, I was the interviewee, uh, I had you know, it, it's the day before the actual interview, and I already had one company saying, "Hey, we're going to bring you on to onsite." Just from the interactions during the 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 mixer, so it, it made me walking into the interview be like, "All right, this is awesome." They, I, they, we already know that there's a connection, and mm -hmm. what you know it, between between us, and so it was a lot better of an interview. Uh, when you've already talked to somebody before you go into the interview, it, I think it just relaxes you a lot more and already 
you know, discussing things, and it helps with bringing out those questions. And I, I didn't realize it was just the distinguished candidate ones that they had the mixers. So one of the uh, conferences where I was the hire or I was the interviewer, I was like, all right, when's the mixer? And they're like, oh, no, that's just distinguished candidate. I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I, I was kind of I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, I kind of want to meet these guys before we have the interview. Um, so I think those 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 are definitely awesome. Those are great um, to to meet and, and like you said, in a relaxed environment and see whether you know you think you could actually you know hang out with with this person in a company barbecue, right? It's it's important mm -hmm. to if you're going to be seeing. Uh, your coworkers every day. You want to have people that um, you get along with, and it's definitely key. Now, exactly. You know, not everyone's going to get along, of course, but uh, that's the perfect uh, perfect scenario. Mm hmm. Well, it sounds like you've had a lot of success at Mangan, but can you share any success stories about other veterans, either that you work with or maybe even someone that you've hired? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you know, one of the Orion Conference hires, he was ex-military or ex-marine. Uh, didn't go to service academy, uh, but since he's been hired, he has uh, got his PMP, so his uh, um, project management uh, professional project management certification. He's also gotten a <clears throat> TUV certification, a functional safety certification, which is uh, you know a very respected certification around uh, our industry. So it really helps with when we're talking to customers that, um, you know, they work in the plant every day, that we have that experience and knowledge that we, you know, we can definitely integrate in that. And he's also gotten his MBA since he's been here, too. He's a project manager. Um, so we've, we've definitely gone come a long way with, with him and, and his project management experience. Now I can really just give him, uh, you know, a purchase order and the project and said, you know, run with it, and he can he can take it up and and uh, you know lead a successful project and and build a, a very good relationship with um, you know with the customers. I, and actually, our parent company, Mangan Inc., has stolen for a little bit because they wanted to use him on the engineering side because of his expertise. So um, we just recently got him back, which is great. But we have uh, yeah. multiple. Ex, you know, Orion Conference uh, or Orion hires that, that we work with here. That's great. Well, it sounds like you guys have a pretty good and established culture of being, you know, accepting and not only willing but really wanting to hire veterans there. But have you worked with any of your coworkers that do not have a military background that maybe struggle to recruit and hire veterans? Um. Yes, I mean, not 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 so much, I guess, because uh, the majority of the time, like when we're, we're when we are recruiting veterans, uh, like you said, it's good to have other veterans there. Uh, so we we have had you know um, inter interviewers that are, were not uh, ex-military, but I don't I don't think it's been a big problem. Uh, I think it's. Uh, you know, with with the our coworkers that are not ex-military and working with us for so long, already really, they pick up a lot of you know the ex-military jargon and and how you know we kind of operate and how we you know our our general mentality. So they they're going in you know expecting 
<clears throat> most of the time to to be interviewing one of us or one of you know somebody that's that's like us. So there there hasn't been much of an issue with with the non-military coworkers that are uh, recruiting or hiring uh, vets. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a pretty good team in place to help bridge the gap if there was any kind of disconnect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, we definitely have more non-military than we have military. Um, but there, there's really, I, I think we've been able to integrate so much that it's not like clicks start happening with, you know, just the military meet up for lunch and just the non-military. It, it, we really, uh, you know, got in an environment to where it, it doesn't really matter because everybody has different experiences, different, um, you know, schools, degrees, places they've come with that. And, and, that, and you know, that's a big part of it, too, is you don't want to, as a veteran, you don't want to, you know, ride that as much as, you know, you can. You want to you wanna utilize that experience, but you don't need to. You, you don't need to 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 be that I'm the veteran of the company or I'm the you know the vet the group of veterans. You you want to you want to utilize the experience, but you don't want to make it your identity. That makes sense. Now, what advice would you give to a hiring manager that's considering hiring hiring a veteran? Um, I would definitely kind of like look up the different roles because uh, typically you'll get um, the the resumes beforehand so whether it's it's just searching on the internet or or talking to another vet in the company about the different roles and the importance and what what kind of um, <clears throat> positions those are and we've you know we've had to do that too I've gotten resumes of, of you know Navy veterans uh, that I've gone to some of our you know Navy court coworkers and say hey what is this position is this uh, you know, what were the responsibilities typically for this type of job? Who do they usually, you know, have take on this job? Is it, you know, uh, important? Is it not? You know, what are they, you know, with what they're writing? Is it because, you, you know, most people have a tendency to overinflate or fluff their, their resumes when it comes to, you know, I, I was managing billions of dollars of equipment. It's like, okay, you know, maybe, <laughs> but, um, so just kind of to feeling out with, through the resumes, but don't depend on the resumes so much. It's really, you know, once, once you get into talking to them, um, you know, is, that, is there that connection? Uh, and, and do they seem like somebody that can, can learn quickly and have d done that research on your company and uh, are confident in what they're saying and passionate about what they're saying? Well, I think this has been very informative, and you've talked a lot about your company and your commitment to hiring veterans. So, you know, you might have, after people listen to this, you might have companies knocking on your door trying to get some tips from you, or you might have lots of candidates that want to come work there. But do you oh, have any other thoughts or advice that you'd like to share before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, just the key things I think we talked about in, in that, you know, be passionate about what you want to do. Uh, it's tough to know when with the, when you have all these different options uh coming out of the out of the military location uh, you know the job the company uh, look at look at what you're gonna be doing uh where you can go rather than the the name of the the company you know not always is the name 
you know, since I've heard of this company before, that's what I'm going to go with is the best option. Um, do you connect with who the people that you're interviewing with and the team that you're going to be working with? Uh, don't focus on salary because the salary will, will, will come with uh, the, the level of effort and the level of responsibility that you take on and you move forward. So like, I, you know, like I think I said before, is do, that, do that job you want, not the job you have. And people generally be rewarded or not rewarded with what they do rather than uh, what they think or what they, they, they um, want to do. Great. And you're kind of wearing two hats in this podcast since you've got the military experience and now the experience of a hiring manager. So do you have any closing thoughts or advice for someone who might be in the hiring manager position that doesn't have military background um, but wants to hire veterans? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I would say just hire Army. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, for, for people that are, are – uh, looking to hire veterans, um, I think it's definitely important to, you know, understand, you, talk to other veterans before you go into the interviews and just kind of understanding what the, their mindset is of what, how different it is coming out of the military, going into the civilian uh, workforce environment. Um, and, and then kind of just just be honest and tell them, you know, I don't, I don't have the military experience. I'm not in the military. I appreciate what you've done, but I'm, I know this, and I've, you know, I've, I've done my research too because researching, you know, the candidates' research in the company is just as important as the, the, the company doing the research in the background on, on who they're hiring. So it's, it's, it's important to kind of look into it because hiring is so important because. It's such a long-term investment that you want to make sure that you're that, that you're doing your due diligence as well, and don't just rely on on the candidates to do theirs. Well, great! I think that's all really great advice, Zach. And thank you so much for joining us today. And hopefully, we can catch up in the future on another topic. You've been had a lot of insight, and like I said, you kind of wear two hats since you've been on both sides. So we'd love to have you back. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you asking me to do this. This is awesome. Of course. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Megan.